You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash psychic radio. Or one of our websites, askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is a Amanda Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. Isn't it absolutely fantastic to be alive at the moment with, you know, the world is still in chaos in many different ways, but, you know, like, I mean, if you sidestep all the stuff in the news and just focus on the positive things, it's it's a beautiful place to be. Here in Australia, we're in the middle of a heat wave and, um, yes, I mean, I like the warmth, don't get me wrong. I think it's absolutely fantastic, but yes, it's getting a little bit oppressive at the moment. Air conditioners running flat out, but for those people that like air conditioners, I'm a little bit old fashioned. I prefer to open a window and turn a fan on and air conditioning and I don't get on that well, but it, it's good. It's summer. It's, it's, it's a great time to be alive. And, you know, we are getting well and truly into the new year. And, you know, for those people that follow the Chinese new year, they've welcomed that in. And it's a time to, I think, really sort of start to become positive and look to sort of the blessings that we have in our lives. You know, we're all still here. We're all still functioning. Life may not be perfect, but I don't think anybody's life's perfect. I think it's a matter of adapting and accepting what you can't change and being grateful and happy with what you can and being satisfied at where you are in this this stage in your life. I know when I was much younger, I was always running hither and dither and trying to make this happen and that happen and whatever. Then one day I realised that I was exactly where I was meant to be, that I didn't need to be going at 90 miles an hour trying to get to the next destination. Let's just enjoy where we are now and smell the coffee or smell the roses. Anyway, the Simply Tarot card of the week this week is the Knight of Wands. Now, many people sort of find the court cards in the tarot really confusing. Now, they have two distinct roles. They either represent a young person, in this case, a young man up to the age of 25, who would have green to hazily coloured eyes, blonde to brown hair, but wouldn't be a dark-headed person and wouldn't be dark in colouring. Or secondly, the most important part of the reading is usually if it's not a young person or a young man, it's usually the secondary meaning. In this case, it's an important letter. Now, in today's terminology, a letter would come in the form of a text message, an email, a direct message, some sort of written sort of communication in whatever way that you receive your written communication. Yes, some of us still like snail mail and we still like to get a letter occasionally. So it's an important piece of information that's coming to you. Quite often I find in readings that this card can split itself to two ways. Yes, it can be the young man, but it can also mean that, you know, we're going to be spending a lot of our time in the next week focused around young people, you know, bringing in a young vibe, sort of mixing with younger people, maybe taking some opinions from younger people or just listening to what they've got to say and trying to see how that adapts and fits into our life. So it could very well be that you're going to be looking at 
life through a younger person's lens and trying to understand the younger generation or where they're coming from and not be so fixed and rigid in your own ways of thinking. And then you could also be getting an important message. So keep your eye out for that. Something important that could be on your email or on your, your phone or on your cell phone. And it's sort of, you know, it's going to be sort of a week, I think, where we're going to have some breakthroughs because it's the time of the year when sort of ideas are still popping and flashing around the place and people are still quite motivated. People are still trying to sort of get the year underway and sort of this is the time when they sort of start to reach out to people with new ideas of where they're going to take the business or where they're going to take their lives. So it's more of a focus on getting our professional lives sorted out or the things that are important to us on a professional sort of level or on a serious level. And for those people that are retired that don't have to be so concerned about that, it could very well just be a time of getting all their appointments in order, rechecking on their finances, looking at their investments, things like that. It's anything that of an official nature that we need to revisit and reorganise or relook at is this time of the year. So it's sort of, you know, maybe put a a different fresh face on things you know I know as you get older you get more stuck in your ways and sometimes we need the younger generation to show us that there's a different way of looking at things or a different way of approaching things that doesn't necessarily make our way obsolete or old-fashioned it's just that we can incorporate some new fresh ideas so that's what this card is asking you to do is bring in some new fresh ideas so we're going to move on to the astrology section and it's you know the sun has slipped into Aquarius and been there for a bit over a week or so now so uh, happy birthday to all the Aquarians I always find this an interesting time of the year where you know it's a time of, of of opportunities and ideas and things like that and things that can slip into your mind very quickly like the light bulb moments but for some people I also find they find it a very uncomfortable time of the year because it's challenging their thought patterns it's challenging their ideas it's challenging the things that they thought that they were going to set in motion and 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 they don't feel comfortable with that because they you know maybe a little bit of a control freak and want to sort of try and control their own destiny and this is sort of really uncomfortable when someone sort of comes in and says that's not a great idea or why didn't you look at it that way or why didn't you look at it this way so whichever category you fall into just go with the flow don't try and swim against the tide allow things to sort of manifest in the way that they're meant to the the sun is also sort of making a really really nice aspect at the moment in astrology we call this a trine which means it's four signs away and it's making a very flowing aspect with mars now mars is the planet of action of drive of things to come that you know gives us that motivation our ego to get out of bed now with mars sitting in gemini gemini is the sign of ideas it's the light bulb moments it's the sort of you know flitting here there and everywhere sort of you know maybe not standing still in some people's opinions long enough to to gain the wisdom out of what we're learning but at the same time it gives you that ability to be versatile to be free to sort of to allow yourself to just sort of be like a butterfly and sort of hop off this plant and onto that flower and onto another bush and onto something else very quickly and at the same time you are gathering knowledge you are gathering wisdom you are gathering ideas so it's a time of ideas so with this coupled with you know the sun in in aquarius where you know we need to think outside the square some of the ideas might be random might be different might take a bit of work but they are asking us to sort of 
think outside the square, to be versatile, to be flexible and sort of don't dismiss something just because we don't understand it or don't want to understand it. Give it a fair hearing. Give it a, a chance to sort of prove itself that it's either useful or it's not. So that, you know, then, you know, sometimes out of these think tanks or these, you know, random thoughts, we then get on the right path. We get the direction that we need to be going. And I think that's fair at the moment to say that for each and every one of us. Yes, obviously more so for the air signs, which is Aquarius, Libra and Gemini. So you need to be aware of those three signs will have more of a, an influence over, with this energy than the rest of us. But it's a time when we can all sort of get some really brilliant ideas that literally do come out of nowhere. So we're moving on to Mercury's in Capricorn at the moment and hallelujah for that because Mercury in Capricorn to me always says that we can really sort of scrutinise anything that we need to. And this is the perfect time if you're needing to sign a contract or an agreement that you really should read thoroughly any document like that before you sign it, obviously. But this is the time where you're really sharp in the mind, where you're really being very focused on what is being written. You'll pick up on any mistakes or any things that don't suit you. And it's good to see that Mercury's gone direct again. I think this last Mercury retrograde was a little bit tricky over the Christmas New Year period where things seem to be sort of going a bit haywire there for a while. But I'm pleased to say Mercury's back direct again. And it's positive because I always look at Mercury in, in, in Capricorn as being almost like the school teacher with the red pen. You know, she comes along and marks where you've made a mistake or you didn't put the punctuation in or you didn't spell it correctly. So Mercury in Capricorn's a little bit like that. The attention to detail is certainly there. You're certainly able to pick up mistakes or pick things up before they can become quite costly. So that in itself is very beneficial. Pity the politicians around the world didn't pay a little bit more attention to Mercury in Capricorn. The world would be a better place, would it not? But we've got Mercury in Capricorn also making a lovely flowing aspect, like we were speaking about previously with the sun, to Uranus in Taurus. Now, Uranus in Taurus is the planet of the unusual and the unexpected happenings and things that can happen out of literally nowhere. So with Mercury here with this, trining Uranus in, in Taurus, it's giving us this opportunity again for some light bulb moments in a very different sort of way where the, you know, the previous configuration astrologically we were talking about was about ideas, about thoughts, about things happening. This is more connected to do with, yes, it's connected with communication, but it's not so much the thoughts. It's not our personal thoughts. This is more the thoughts or the ideas or the communication or the ideas that are shared with us from other people and could come from some very unusual or unexpected sources. So it's interesting that the emphasis for both of these is on ideas, thoughts, planets, uh, sort of all amalgamating and coming together to say to us that this is a very, very creative time where some brand new ideas or some brand new directions for our coming 12 months can be born at the moment. So we need to pay attention to this. So this, again, more the focus is on the earth signs, which is Capricorn, Taurus and Virgo, but it does overflow to the rest of us. So we need to be aware of that if something comes into your mind, don't just dismiss it, that it, that's a stupid idea. Why would I think about that? Write it down, keep it for later on. Maybe there's something more to come with this. It's sort of like that one little dot sort of then can attract 
complete circle or we've got a, you know, a complete square. We've got a, a complete configuration of ideas. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the smallest little dot can be the beginning of something absolutely major. So for those Aries people, they have Jupiter, the planet of um, of expansion and opportunity are sitting in their sign at the moment. So it's a time certainly not to waste for the moment, particularly for Aries people. And that also flows on to our other fellow fire signs, Leo and Sagittarius, but more predominantly for Aries. And it's, it's a time when you can really sort of expand your horizons. If you've been looking for a new job or looking for a new adventure, now is certainly the perfect time. For some of them, the emphasis is going to be on their health as well, because we've got it conjunct Chiron, which is known in and Arabian parts in astrology is the wounded healer. This is where we look for what we've brought in on a karmic level that we need to heal, what we need to fix. I have many, many Aries friends, and I know a lot of them are going through emotional shifting of baggage at the moment where they're sort of starting to move things that have been in their lives for a very, very long time and starting to clear the pathway and starting to heal. And sometimes we don't realize that we carry around so much emotional baggage that it is becoming a burden to us and starts to interfere in our physical lives. It can sometimes make you sick. It can prevent opportunities. It can sort of stunt your growth because you're so fixed and rigid on this is the only way something can be done. And by breaking that up and freeing it and setting it free, sometimes then puts us on a much better path than what we were on previously. So we still have Pluto sitting in Capricorn, still doing his final part of his dance there for the next 18 months, still trying to transform things and change things around the world. It, it's still a focus on we really do need to take global warming seriously. We see all the weather events and my heart goes out to the people in Auckland that went through that massive you know, water event where you know they had so much rain and it caused such flash flooding and people lost their lives and their homes. I mean, it's happening all around the globe. You know, whether it's fires, whether it's earthquakes, whether it's floods, the, you know, the weather is becoming much more extreme. We do have to do something collectively as a planet to start looking at the, the effects of global warming and start to change the way that we look at things. So we're now going to take our first caller, which is Susan in Birmingham in New York. Are you there, Suzanne? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm sorry, I pronounced it the wrong. I called it Birmingham. It's Bingingham. I apologise, Susan. That's How okay. can I help you today? Okay. How can I help you today, sweetie? Um, I've had a great loss in my family, and I feel like I'm in a rut and don't feel like I'll feel happiness again. I wondered if you feel any signs from people that have passed in my life. Okay, Susan, because we've got such a limited time on the show, I don't usually try and sort of tune in to, to Dearly Departed because, you know, unless they're sort of lining up as, as, as I first connect with you, it's really hard to sort of try and pull them in quickly. What I can say uh -huh. to you, what you're experiencing is not uncommon when you've had such a severe loss in your life to almost sort of feel as if you're an empty shell that, you know, it's not so much you've gone past the sad point, you've gone past the point of feeling numb and now it's like what's next and that can sometimes be even harder than dealing with the onslaught of the tragedy it's sort of like I, I thought by now I would feel something more or I thought by now I would feel different or I thought something would happen and it's not an uncommon thing that we can get stuck in this part of grief for you know a lengthy period of time or what seems like an eternity and it really isn't it's just that's right. the way things are 
But what they're showing me here, Susan, is that you are now about to come out of that long dark tunnel and go into the happiness again, into the into the light again. There's lots of people on the other side that are collectively around you and have been holding you up, but there's no one particular person that I'm going to say is coming through and saying, this is what I'm doing for Susan. It's it, it's a group activity, if that makes any sense. Sure. And, it, and it's not so much that they're, they're upset with you. They just want to see you smile again. And I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation. So have you been making some changes around where you're living, Susan? Um, oh... A little bit. I'll say a little bit. Because what they were showing me was sort of like, not necessarily sort of, you know, not a move. I don't mean that, but sort of slowly starting to sort of go through your closets or go through memories or putting things in certain places. And it was like this to me was the start of things starting to come right again was, you know, that you were slowly able to start to work through things like that again. They're showing me by about March, April this year that you're going to have a very big smile on your face. And I keep asking them why, and they keep just saying to me, it's a surprise. So there's obviously something really good that's going to come towards you in that time frame that has been organised from the other side, which is great. Okay. But they're also showing me... What, sweetie? So that sounds good. Yeah, they're also showing me, though, that there's an ending of something. Is there something that you've been working towards bringing to a close or finally sort of saying that's finished now, I can move past that point? And I don't mean you grief. Well, actually, I did um, retire just about the same time that I had a great loss in my life. So it was the okay. end of my business and the end of losing somebody, you know, of losing somebody. So yeah, so you've had been going sort of two yeah, but you've had two losses when you look at it that way. You've had the loss of the person that you love dearly, but you also, you know, retired and did all those things. And I know that they were your that was your choice, but it's still like a loss. It's still an adjustment, sweetie. Right. You know, so you've had a lot of things that, you know, they were showing me this massive ending. So that must be what it is, was the retirement. I don't think you've had a chance yet to really sort of enjoy what you had intended to do when you did retire. You know, like the loss over, overshadowed everything. It swallowed everything up and that became the major focus. But you'll you'll come out right, of that soon, Susan. Yeah, and yeah, I just that's think... exactly how it is. We expected so much more out of retirement and then... It was this loss and it doesn't seem like anything is worthwhile, yeah. you know, but yeah. Yeah, but, that, so. but that's understandable, sweetie. When you've had such a major loss like that, how can it not consume everything? You know, I mean, that's what loss and grief is about. It's it's very consuming right. and it's until we sort of find our own way through it. And there's no fast track method to say this is how we get through grief. We all do it at our own pace in our own way. And, you know... I don't know that we ever really get over it. We find a spot to put it, to park it. And then we sort of, you know, skirt around that in our day-to-day -day life, but it never really goes away. And people say it does, it doesn't. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, you don't ever forget that person. You don't ever stop loving them. They're still part of your life. They're just not here. You can't physically give them a hug. That's the difference. Right. Yes. Yeah, so don't be too hard. Don't be too hard on yourself, sweetie. You're doing really well. So, you know, tomorrow's a new day and we just take one hour at a time, sweetheart, and you'll be fine. But I know you're going to have a lot to smile about this year, which is good. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for the call. You're very welcome, Susan. Now, we're going to talk with Sharon in London in the UK. Are you there, Sharon? Hi, yes. All right. You? Do you have a question I can answer for you, Sharon, please? Oh, I've had a loss uh, recently. I just want to know, uh, really, have you picked anything up off that? Okay, Sharon. Look, I'm sorry that you've just been through a recent loss, Sharon. It's always a very difficult time when we lose someone. And I don't know that it gets any easier. The older we get, I think the harder sometimes the losses get, you know, because (laughs) we've been on earth a little bit longer and it's sort of we know what's ahead of us, you know, like it's, it's never an easy time. I can assure you that they're fine. They're with you. I don't know that they were ready to pass, though. That's the that's the energy that I get. Was it a sudden situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're giving me, they're sharing with me this energy of I wasn't ready yet. It wasn't what I thought was going to happen. So you've got to understand, and this is my belief of this, that when someone passes, we lose one person. They lose all of us. So if you can imagine the grief that you're feeling, their grief is much more magnified because they've lost each and every one of us. So sometimes it takes them a little bit of time to get their head around the fact that they're no longer here, that they've they've gone, and the fact that you're not dealing with it as well as what they hoped you would, if I can put it that way. And the fact that you, you know... It's, it's such a shock to them and it's such a shock to you and everybody around you. So they've got to readjust their thinking as well, if that makes any sense. And yeah. they're trying to sort of from the other side comfort you in a way that is all strange and peculiar and new to them because they haven't, you know, it's not something that they're used to doing. Like here on earth, we know, you know, how we're supposed to breathe and how we're supposed to behave. Uh, whether we do it or not, it's another thing. But you know what I mean? So it's all a learning curve for the person that's passed over too. So just know that they are still with you. They are there. They're safe. They're, they're not in pain. They're not suffering. But at the same time, there's still this feeling of disbelief. I didn't believe it was my time. And that's something I think is going to take them a little bit of time to get used to. Look, the best thing you can do is just allow your emotions to be if you want to cry cry if you want to dance dance you know don't put any limitations on what you should or shouldn't be doing or feeling or saying at this point it's a very personal sort of thing (sighs) was there another death just prior to this Uh, that wasn't not as powerful in your reaction to it, but I mean, all deaths are tragedies, but they're showing me that there was one just prior to this. Yeah, there was, yeah. And and it's not they're saying to me that you didn't give that person the same amount of attention, if I can put it that way. They're just sort of saying, you know, like you've had one, two, like how can you expect to bounce back from grief when you've had two bouts of it so quickly? Do you know what I mean? You hadn't even begun to deal with the first one and then the second one happened and it was so unexpected and it's like, wow, you know, you can't be so tough on yourself. You know, you just got to allow yourself to just, to just chill for the moment and just go with it. They are showing me, 
between April and August this year, you will start to feel a glimmer of, okay, I'm coming out of this. I'm starting to feel like my old self again. And it's sort of like, but it'll only be in pockets. It won't just be all of a sudden we flung the doors open and the windows open and the sunshine's coming in and we're happy. It's like there'll be pockets of that. You'll know then that you're starting to recover. And I think that's the most important thing. It's sort of like, don't be too hard on yourself. Just do what comes naturally. And, you know, if you haven't done the housework, so what? It'll be still there tomorrow. You know what I mean? Don't put extra pressure on yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get some very strong dreams too from the other side and they're going to seem real as if they're sitting there having a cup of tea with you and you wake up and you're going to be absolutely heartbroken because you realise it was only a dream. Don't be hard on yourself when that happens. That's them actually coming for a visit to try and sort of, say to you that everything's okay if that makes any sense and it's because yeah. they need it as much as you do so don't be yeah i mean you know let the tears flow i understand that we have to allow that but you know just know that that's a very very special thing that doesn't happen to many people so look at it for what it is that it was a very it will be a very special gift just to you is there some younger members of the family that don't quite understand what's gone on yeah because i'm i'm being shown that you're the only one that can put it into words that maybe they can understand if that makes any sense yeah and it's yeah, like it that's what i'm being asked to share with you can you can you do that can will you do that will you make sure that they're okay you know like you can't yeah. take their pain away from them, but whatever you can oh. share with them will be very comforting to them and will help. And that I think yeah. will help heal you too as, at the same time, if that makes sense. It's sort of sometimes coming together yeah. like that, we can help each other. But you're a very, very yeah. lovely lady, Sharon. And, and, and I know that this isn't the only tragedy you've had in your life. You've had a lot of tragedies over the years, but this one seems to have really rocked you at your foundations. And that's okay, sweetie. We we can't always be super strong all the time. You know, we're human too. No. So, and I think that's what yeah. you've forgotten. You've forgotten to allow yourself to be human, sweetie. And that's important. Yeah. But, um, Right. Also, they were showing me too that you haven't been looking after yourself, and that's probably quite obvious during the, all of this that you know you've come sort of last on the list. But they're asking me to share with you. It's now time to put you and your well-being first. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Sharon. Yeah. That's where we're going to leave, Sharon. It's it's always a very difficult time when we've had loss in our lives, and we will all experience it. None of us are immune to that. And each and every one of us handles grief and death in a different way. I've mentioned many, many times on the show, one of the best books I believe on, on grief is called On Death and Dying by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. It was her life's work. She spent her whole life working with grief. That is still, in my opinion, the best book on the market for anybody that's going through grief. You can usually pick it up in your local library or buy it online. It's a good book to have on the bookshelf. So for anybody that's going through a tragedy or a loss on death and dying by dr elizabeth kubler ross this week i want to leave you with a song that's an oldie but a goodie and it's something that i think that we could all do with a little bit more in our lives at the moment it's by diana ross and lionel ridgie 
Ritchie and it's called Endless Love. The words in that song are beautiful and they're very, very comforting. And I think it's 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 a song that can go right across the ages and particularly for those of you that have had losses recently or not so recently and you, you need to sort of just put a little bit of spark back into your life or a little bit of love in your heart. This is the perfect song for that Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. So until next week, I look forward to joining you again then. Don't forget to enjoy the Lunar New Year. It's a year of prosperity and change and you know, most people believe it's the year of the rabbit, the water rabbit, and other people, the Chinese, it's the year of the rat. So whichever one you want to believe in is fine. Until next week, Happy New Year. Bye-bye.